Well, after the past year full of hacks and ransomware attacks, it's hard to believe that the most popular password was once again one, say it with me, two, three, four. Eight, oh. no. okay. <laughs> Eight would make sense, right? <laughs> yeah. But Dave, yeah, can you believe it? This uh, company NordPass, they're a password, a password management uh, company, and each and every year they come out with a, a list of uh, the awful password. They call it the awful password list. Each and every year they uh, rank the worst passwords, and without fail, year after year, one, two, three, four is always at the top of the list. Yeah. It's just so easy to remember, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> and there's so many passwords we have to remember. Our email password, our phone password, uh, our PC Optimum password. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. Can I tell you, this reminds me of my dear old mother who passed away in 2009, but shortly uh, before her death, uh, we went out to lunch uh, one afternoon, took the afternoon off, and I picked up mom, and we went uh, out for lunch, and she said, oh, by the way, it's my treat today, but I need to stop at the bank. Okay. I'm like, okay. Uh, so we go to one of those drive through ATMs, mm -hmm. and of course, the it's always on the driver's side, so I'm driving. So she hands me her uh, bank card, and I put it in, put it in the machine, and then, of course, you need to put your PIN number in. And I'm saying, Mom, what is your PIN? And she's like looking around to make sure nobody else is listening right there in the passenger seat. And she goes, one two three and I went, it's not one two three four <laughs> sure enough yes i said mom you can't have that everybody would think that's your password right and then she, i still remember she turns to me and says that's why it's the perfect password <laughs> nobody would think you would have that <laughs> that's a welcome in tech expert carmy levy for more on this he joins us now here on global news radio hey carmy good afternoon nice to talk to you I love your mom's reverse psychology, Jeff. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you surprised at this list and that one, two, three, four is topping it uh, once again? Are we not learning anything here, Carmi? You know, I feel like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day because I've been following this story now for you know, 10 years, 15 years. These reports have been coming out. This time it's from the password management company, NordPass. They want to sell you software that lets you manage your passwords more easily. So, of course, they'd send, they'd send this report out. But whether they're doing it, whether it's another security company, McAfee, Symantec, everyone has a, a report at various times of the year. And they always have the same list. One, two, three, four, QWERTY, uh, password, uh, you know. You name it, ABC123, always the simplest, dead, easiest ones to guess. And it suggests to me very clearly that we're get, you know, we're hearing these messages over and over and over, and we're choosing to ignore them. We're choosing to lean more toward convenience than security. We'd rather have an easy-to-guess password so we don't get locked out. And we don't worry so much about someone using that against us, which to me, that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night. By the way, that's my favorite one. Forget one, two, three, four. Using the word password as your password. <laughs> <laughs> but kidding aside, I mean, just how vulnerable are you if your password is one, two, three, four or the word password? Incredibly vulnerable because as we've seen, you know, this is the year of the cyber attack. Thanks to the pandemic, the the curve, the 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 the, the steepness of the increase in the, the the volume, the frequency, the severity of cyber attacks, it's skyrocketing. It's 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 another epidemic, if you will. Uh, and so, you know, we, we're combining the fact that hackers recognize that we all make juicy targets, and we're also basically leaving the front door of our digital house unlocked by having such easy passwords. So 
we're not doing ourselves any favors and we're making a bad situation worse. And we're, re we're, we're essentially guaranteeing that we will be victimized. The Ponemon Institute releases data fairly regularly on the percentage of people over the last year who have been victimized by a cyber attack, 66% over the last 12 months. So basically it means if you're sitting in between two people, look to your left, look to your right, two of you have been attacked successfully in the last 12 months. Add that up over time, it means we're all going to become victims eventually. And I like what you said a moment ago, Carmi, that a lot of us are choosing convenience over security. Is that what's really at play here is the fact that we're just bombarded by uh, so many things that we've got to sign into nowadays and ask for so many uh, passwords that uh, we've all just kind of thrown our hands in the air? I think that's part of it. I mean, when you were chatting just before you introduced this segment, that's exactly what you were focusing on was that, you know, I've got so many accounts to deal with. And and though that number gets bigger all the time. We're constantly signing into things. We're constantly being asked to set something new up to sign in, have a new combination of username and password. So what have we been doing all these years? We've been saying, oh, well, I'll just use the same one on multiple ones. I'll make sure that it's easy to guess. Maybe it's my, my partner. Maybe it's something to do with my pet or the street that I grew up on or my first kindergarten teacher, that kind of thing, so that you don't forget it, because we seem to fear being locked out of our account more than we fear being attacked. And so we lean toward convenience. As long as we're getting let in and you know no one's, no one's coming after us, we're okay for now. But essentially what it means is we're leaving the door wide open at some point. We're going to fall victim because of that behavior. And talk about leaving the door wide open. I was just thinking as you were talking there, that's absolutely it. I mean, if you use your pet's name, which is fairly easy to guess as a password, but you use it on multiple platforms for your email and your banking and the list goes on and on. I mean, you really are vulnerable. You absolutely are, because the way it works is, you know, we hear these 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 giant headlines all the time that you know Yahoo has been attacked, or Desjardins has been attacked, or Marriott. These huge hundreds of millions, or even in some cases billions, of accounts that have been compromised. So what happens then is usernames, passwords, dates of birth, other identifying information in a database gets stored online, shared on the dark web, bought and sold six ways from Sunday among the cyber criminal community. And then what they do is once they have one set of usernames and passwords for you, they then start knocking on the door of all the other services that you might use. So they got it from Yahoo, but now they're going to go after Gmail. They're going to try to log into your bank. They're going to try to log into anything else that you use online, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. And they will get in because we're using the same one. So imagine you have a master key. That master key gets compromised on one system. They're not even using a keyboard to go after you. They have scripts, automated processes that essentially say, oh, Jeff MacArthur is going to be my target now. I'm just essentially going to log into everything and see which ones come back as yes. It's terribly frightening. And because we use the same password, never bother changing it, it means that once a breach happens for years afterward, we remain vulnerable. Okay, Carmen, you're scaring us. You're scaring us all straight. So having said that, how can we best protect ourselves? Is there any merit in these password managers or what should we be doing? There certainly is. I mean, the simplest password manager is a notepad. And I know, I know a lot of people who write down, this is the system that I'm using, you know, Gmail or Microsoft or Twitter or whatever. And here's my username, here's my password. And then they lock it in a drawer in their house. And if that works for you, awesome. That's great. That's perfect. There are also uh, apps that you can use. So NordPass is one of them. Dashlane, LastPass, 1Password, uh, those all, you install them once and then you tell them which systems you sign into. And then it worries about all the password stuff in the background. And then every service on 
online now offers more than just passwords because password is like one lock on the front door. Would you only have one lock on your house? No, you want to have more than one. So then even if the password is compromised, they still have to go through another layer. So you can use what's called dual factor authentication or multi-factor authentication. Turn it on, go into the settings, and then uh, it will ask for either a pin or it'll ask for facial recognition or a fingerprint read, whatever it is, always have a second layer, if not more, uh, available to them. And pretty much like Google, for example, you're notice they are going to force you to use dual factor authentication going forward because in 2021, we already know now passwords aren't enough. And by using unique passwords, hard to guess passwords, and then changing them regularly, which is a pretty simple thing to do, we significantly cut down the risk. And it means that we can then sleep at night and not worry about being attacked. Yeah, just finally, Carmi, is that safe? I've always wondered that your passwords kind of operating in the background. Often, you know, I'll sign on to something and my phone will ask me if I wanted to remember the password. Am I exposing myself? Am I making myself vulnerable by doing that? Uh, to a certain extent, you are. It does reduce your overall level of protection because it means if someone now gets a hold of the device and it's not locked, like if I'm not, if my phone doesn't auto lock after 30 seconds and I have all my apps set to auto log in, well, then if someone gets a hold of my phone, I'm in trouble. So you might want to think about, okay, it's more convenient because now I don't have to answer it every time, but uh, it means there's a slightly increased risk of my of uh, of being attacked. So what you may want to do is then look at your phone, look at your computer, look at your tablet and go, am I setting it to time out after a certain amount of time? You may want to turn that on. That will then get you back into the onto the good side of the security curve. All right. Some great advice, uh, Carmi. It has been a while. Good to hear your voice. And thanks so much for this. Great being here, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Tech expert Carmi Levy with us. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.